They're chasing you! My dad has an osteosarcoma. So, my council of dads... You have to go to a concentration camp. Your council of dads gets to be guys that I would want to deal with. All right! I suck. Council of dads, are we ready? Everything. You just tricked me into assembling a council of dads. Sebastian is a lobster, not a crab. Oh, you are 100% wrong. You're just some weirdo who stalks my family. Don't fight Mondragore. Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy April. And you might know us as Saturday Morning Tuesdays, but we are coming at you on a special time, a new day and um, a new dawn for the show and for for the direction we're going. And we are just like extremely excited to Mm -hmm. talk to you about what we're about to do here. Uh, Just as introduction, just in case maybe you knew we might be getting some new listeners um, from this uh, new fans and welcome. Um, I'm Austin. I'm Rory. And I'm Andy. And we are uh, thrilled to present our new show. This is a new show. So we are ending, effectively ending Saturday Morning Tuesdays right here and now. Um, You've already heard the end of it um, from what we can tell, just because we're so excited um, to launch Council of Council of Dads, the Council of Dads fan cast. And Mm -hmm. uh, this is a whole new direction for us that is based on and a watch along companion to the NBC family drama Council of Dads, which sure to, uh, sure to just soon be smash hit that I'm sure you've all already heard about as well. We're here to ride that tidal wave all the way to the top of the mountain. hundred percent, hundred percent. The yeah. mountain of dads. Yeah, it premiered Tuesday, March 24th, the official pilot on uh, uh, 7, 9 Central on NBC. And uh, we have watched it. We've watched this first episode and we were just so taken by this show. And we were so excited for Council of Dads uh, leading up to it as well that we just we had to bail and we had to bail. Cartoons just aren't going to do it anymore. We've been doing television from the start. Millennials are growing up. Millennials are 30 now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, We definitely are. We want a little bit more you know, oomph in our entertainment. And I know maybe maybe this is a little bit of a a jarring transition for some of you who really like our cartoon stuff. But just trust us when we, you know, we think this is the best for our brand and we want to graduate to the primetime. Andy's been in the backyard burning mangas all day. (laughs) I know. I have to grow up sometime. We have to become the men that Peter Pan said was, you know, was impossible. (laughs) But here we are. Here we are in our 30s and watching Council of Dads. Yeah, the way the way we're really, you know, transitioning to adulthood is by watching hour long family dramas on network television. And and God, did you have you guys seen these? Did you know that the primetime was putting out these family dramas? I had no idea. And I feel like a whole new world has been opened. All this great all this great father content for father adults like us. (laughs) This is us is feels like us. You know, this is us. Mm. Yeah, you know, and I've never felt like I could say that before about, you know, uh, Ring Raiders or Spiral Zone, you know, like no, that, that wasn't us, but this is us is us. Um, and yeah. so is Council of Dads. Council of Dads uh, kind of blew my mind. I don't know how you guys are feeling about it I right now. I was rocked but... by it. I, my, yeah, my, incredible. World was, my world was really opened up to the wonderful yeah. world of, of counseling. And, of COD. Uh, of COD. Not that Call of Duty stuff. That's for kids. We grew no, up. No, that's this a children's no. game. That's a different yeah. COD that I don't recognize anymore. Yeah. Since the Great Purge, since I burned my video <laughs> games in the trash can. Since I had my manga pyre out in the backyard. <laughs> uh, look, here. Here's a, here's a couple sort of general notes about this show. Uh, just in case you were sort of on the fence, uh, maybe, uh, you know, Council of Dads, I don't know. Here's the deal. Or if it's, it's too co- late at night co- for you. I know you get up early for work at office. <laughs> like we all do 
And it was created by a husband and wife team named Joan Rader and Tony Phelan, who are alums of the the wonderful show Grey's Anatomy. Mm. Uh, and so those two got together and they made this show. And it's based on a, an autobiographical nonfiction book by a man named Bruce Filer, who himself was diagnosed with cancer and created sort of a council of dads. And the book is called Council of Dads. So there's sort of Incredible. like a real life Incredible. precedent for this. Actor. Incredible life story. Moving. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of the and, and one of the executive producers on this is Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, so you kind of know, you kind of know it's coming from quality, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I don't know. I was, I was, I was thrilled. I was thrilled. And, and everything that I learned about this show just makes me want to dive in more. I, I think it, you mentioned diving right in Andy, but, um, I'm done with that. I'm no longer diving is an, is a young man's game. And, um, I think now, yeah. uh, we, we need a new intro. We need a new transition. And that is, um, well, the council's in session. How do you tell the story of a family? through everyday moments and life-changing ones and the people who love you when things fall apart. This is a story of my family. Okay, so we're going to actually talk about the episode now, episode one, just called Pilot. I don't know if the other episodes are going to have titles, but that's okay. I don't have a summary, but at this, this point in time, I do want to say that if you have not consumed this episode of Council of Dads, I urge you to turn off our podcast right now so that you can go to the NBC website or wherever you have it, Hulu Live TV, whatever it is that you're paying for legitimately to watch Council of Dads and watch Council of Dads. This is a real, you you know, yeah, there's a a ton of content to go through in this and there's just really no way to talk about it in a spoiler-free manner. So we we definitely urge you to go watch Council of Dads and be ready to be on the same page. Right. Well, I will say, so if you intend to watch it at some point, you should watch it or just know that we will spoil it. If you are not intending to watch Council of Dads, which is sad, um, that's upsetting. But I understand if you don't want to watch it. You don't have time. You're a busy adult with grown up things to do. Right. Yeah. So you've got a family. You've got an incredibly diverse family of of children of all age and race. Boy, howdy. Do we all? Yeah. So so with uh, that. Yeah. With with that, just just know that we will spoil the first episode of Council of Dads. Um uh on nbc but perhaps this can be an appropriate facsimile that you can digest you know during your drive to work during your commute to work yeah now where do we where do we want to start with this i think uh maybe we should talk about each element of the show sort of in on its own rather than trying to go through moment by moment i think uh we should talk about the the, the characters i've got a premise i'd love to hear it i've got a premise for the show so i can i can read us the synopsis so the premise is Cancer patient Scott Perry worries about his five children growing out, growing up without his help and advice. He and his wife, Robin, recruit three friends to act as a council of dads to mm-hmm. be father figures to his children. I, I just love I love the whole concept of this show. Uh, every every character just really leapt out of the screen. I thought they were wonderful. They're they're interesting. They all have their own uh, lives and concepts. Um, we're gonna start. We're gonna start with the there's, main. There's main. something interesting about every character on this show. They've really been yeah, given there a, is, a there thing, is definitely a pillar to hang one, their hat on. One single thing that is interesting that I deeply enjoyed having just that one thing that's easy. So sometimes it's hard for me to pay attention when there's that many characters. So God if they knows. all have just one defining character trait, uh, that's really easy for me to pay attention to. So let's start. What's our what's our character trait for our our dad? Our dad, whose character name is Scott Perry. What would you say? What would, what can you say about Scott? Oh, that he's a great dad. That he's the ultimate dad. Uh, he's an angel. He's absolutely just an angel. He is um, perfect in every way. He's very fun to watch. Be great with his children. He's fun and funny and a real dreamboat. 
He's and a real role model for uh, for white male dads. I yeah, think. yeah. I really I like that he is a good dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he, he cooks, right? That's a thing. That's a thing that he, he does. He cooks food. Yeah. He, or he used to. He used to until, he, used to, he, until he, he was until he was incredibly successful and bought a restaurant. Yeah. He just bought a restaurant. They dropped that in casually. I just like I, I think that's fun, you know, that he's sort of got the kind of wealth that he can just casually buy a restaurant. I think that's interesting. We don't like to see our characters work too hard for anything. God, no. No, 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 right. no. But he bought a crab shack on the beach uh, in town they live in. Uh, I don't know exactly where they're supposed to be. You know, I like that because it could be anywhere in America. It could be you anywhere. Know, they're really just that American household. Anywhere USA, as they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywhere that you can be kind of rich and, and have a, a cool, diverse family. Which is certainly away from the city, away from those girls' concrete towers. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. How can, how can you have, how can you just live and like breathe out there? Anyway, uh, his wife, uh, whose name is Robin, uh, is a doctor. She's an OBGYN. And she's a doctor. She's a good doctor. What else? Yeah. Yeah. And she's the and she's because she's a woman, she's got the she's the woman doctor. So mm-hmm, I appreciate mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I don't have to keep track of what kind of doctor she is. I don't have to always remember, oh right, you know, pediatrics. Yeah. yeah. Well, because there are two doctors. Yeah. Yes. The other right. Doctor... How are we gonna tell them apart? Now, and there's an easy shorthand. She's the lady, so she's the doctor of lady stuff. And so like that makes total sense to me. I get it. Uh, and the, uh, let's see, no, there is another doctor, but we'll get to the council of dads a little bit later. We should talk about the rest of the family. Who do we sure. have as the kids? Well, we have Luli, 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 Luli. Yeah. Yes. Luli. Luli. Like Lulu. I thought, but, that, I thought there might be a full name, but it seems like Luli is the whole one, which I respect. It's an interesting, it's an interesting uncommon name. Uh, she is half black. So good job, yeah. Scott. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so it is sort of touched on as, as sort of, um, uh, narration and, and the way that, uh, their fun dialogue that helps to explain things when they talk, um, to mm-hmm, each other mm-hmm. in dialogue, they sort of talk w- in a way that explains to us sort of what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I was initially very confused to see that the, the that his family was not all white, and I'm glad that they took great pains to tell us exactly why that is and how. The best part about diversity is overly explaining it. Amen. Yeah, it really helps sell the whole thing. All we know is that Luli's mother is no longer in the picture, and she could show up later at some point, uh, maybe, um, hopefully. Uh, but right now, yeah, we we kind of know that Luli. Uh, is an artist or no, she's a writer of some kind. And she yeah. had a, a New York internship that she could have taken, but she turned down. I'm a big fan of writers, writing writers. And then also those writers having really cool New York opportunities at 18. Yeah. I think that's really yeah, believable yeah, yeah. and interesting. I think yeah, it's cool. Totally. I think it's really cool. I mean, it's like wish fulfillment, like any of this stuff is right. Like I wish I could be as good of a dad as Scott is. Um, and maybe one day I will. You know? Right, it's idealist, and I appreciate that I've got something to strive for in my thirties yeah. now. Totally. Uh, so the next, the next oldest child is Theo. He's uh, he's the uh, the temperamental teenage son, as the uh, as the Wikipedia article would say. And uh, his thing is that he can't drive. He he's bad at driving and he cannot pass the driver's test because he's too he, temperamental. Well, he's too temperamental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he I think maybe part of his anger that he has, you know, because he's full of anger, maybe part of his anger is that he grew up to be just as straight and white as his parents and all the kids mm, around sure. him, you know, have something else are more interesting right. by default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah by totally. default. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, so then you go down one more. Uh, it, this is their this is their adopted child, Charlotte, uh, who is uh, East Asian, I believe the article says she is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we don't really know. Sort of three the kids deep. They adopt one. Yeah, they. The, she is there, and she uh, her character trait is that she loves reading, um, specifically the book uh, Diary of Anne Frank. That's kind of her. Um, her favorite book and that they bring that up several times, which is great if you forgot. Uh, that she, she reads a lot. She plays piano. So we're really treading a lot of new interesting ground with her. That yeah. we haven't seen on TV. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the way that the, the kids, you know, they've got their own lives and they don't need to talk to each other in any particular moment in the episode. I think it's really fun the way that, that uh, you know, they show that we they don't have... even need to see it happening. We just know that they're out living rich, and interesting lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all love each other and that they love mm-hmm. their white. But they dad. all love each other. Because it's yeah. really about the family you chose, right? Yes, 100%. Uh, and they chose to adopt Charlotte. Uh, but then they had another kid and uh, and they have another one on the way that we learn about in this episode. But the, the final kid that we meet, uh, uh, who's not a, an infant in this episode, is JJ. And JJ is very interesting. I like him a lot. Yeah. Then you have these side characters outside of side uh, or the most important part of the show. I I think they are. I think the council is watching and you know, you better watch your mouth. The council is, well, wise. you know, uh, I say side characters just sort of because uh, the way that this pilot is written, um, you might think that this pilot is sort of for a different show, you know, which is kind of a fun reveal later. And so there's yeah, kind of true, twists because you're sort of getting this episode for a show that has the dad in every episode they build and, up and the bombshell sort of the so you're character. not sure if the council are just going to be kind of on the side on on deck if they're in the reserves or if they're getting called up to active duty exactly yeah. right yeah yeah so the this council we mentioned the doctor already so the doctor is oliver and he is a black gay man uh mm-hmm. and he's he, too and a doctor and a doctor good for you yeah. oliver and and he's he, scott's best friend and well, not even just a doctor, the best doctor, the cancer doctor. Yeah, he's, he's a really, yes, he's a cancer doctor. He's a very, he's very good. Uh, he knows uh, Robin, the, the, the mom from uh, from medical school. And he has a very close relationship to the family. I think of all the council, he is the one who is uh, around and visible the most to them. Mm-hmm. And, well, to the parents. Oh, actually, that's not true because he comes over with his daughter. Yeah, he's around and hangs. He hangs. Yes, he hangs. He is a he's a cool guy. Uh, we haven't met his husband because um, for you know, you know reasons. We'd have, to watch men, to... we'd have to watch men kissing for that to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know, it's primetime NBC. Let's we not don't... let's not upset let's not upset our delicate white viewers. Uh, then we've got Anthony. Anthony is a chef, and mm-hmm. he's not really around too much. He sort of blows in and starts searching the kitchen for some soup stock yeah which is really fun that we don't really know anything about him and it seems like he's poised to become a major main character of the show but we learn very quickly he cooks food and the fact that he talks about food helps us kind of put those two things together quickly yeah but i like having some mystery for who i'm supposed to care about in this show yeah you know i kind of like not knowing why i need to care so that Mm -hmm. it's kind of a cool mystery that i'll look out for if i watch other episodes which i will i think it's I think it's compelling. <laughs> no, I'm in this for the long haul. And clearly uh-huh. we are because, you know, this is Council of Council of Dads. Ride till you die, baby. Yeah. And then uh, we've got our, our oldest dad, member of the council, um, and that's Larry. And Larry is a tough love, sort of Republican, 
sort of uh, boomer dad, uh, older guy who uh, is sort of brought in for unexplained reasons and sort of helps out when things are in dire need of a mechanic or a, a crafty outdoorsy kind of man. Or a tree um, man, a long, wood. a long dead kind of dad. None of these, uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, from a generation of a generation previously, who knows about trees and rocks and wheels. You're mad at the world. You're mad that your dad has cancer. Go ahead, be mad, but you don't get to be mad behind the wheel of a truck. But he's played by Michael O'Neill, who is a favorite of mine. I loved him in The West Wing as uh, as. Secret Service agent Ron oh, is Butterfield. That Butterfield? Butterfield. Well, if we're, yeah. we're going to be talking about actors, I want to give a quick shout out to the gay black doctor who's played Jay by Jay Richards. Richards from yes. Angel. Yeah, Whedon regular. Richards. Whedon regular. A man, uh, uh, a man who's known to who's known to you know stab a few vampires from time to time shows up in this show, and I was a there guy- for it. Who basically disappears for decades at a time and shows up when there's a new Joss Whedon project? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he no, he did. Uh, he did uh, shit. Not the practice. Oh, maybe it was the practice. Uh, the the show before the Boston Legal. Uh, I think it was the practice. He was really good yeah. in it. Yeah, he Thanks. was in the practice. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Well, now, he's, now he's had plenty of practice. You can tell, and he's doing it for real this time. <laughs> These are some of the jokes. These are some of the jokes we're going to tell cats and dads. We're going to laugh just like the show. We're going to have laughs and we're going to have We're going to share moments together. We're going to share moments together like these. And, you know, some of the great humor in this show really comes across. It's kind of edgy, which I thought was really fun. It's this sort of edgy humor where, like, within the first 24 seconds of this pilot, we've already had some, like, wild references about Anne Frank and then the Nazis in concentration camps, which sets the tone. If I've ever heard it, that like, this is going to be a roller coaster those ride. Skilly, you know? Those silly skull boys and their nasty camps. Yeah. If you know, we want to have like a weepy family, family um, drama that uh, really kind of starting the tone off with talking about concentration camps. Um, definitely does that. Well, it sets um, the definitely. show apart. It, it tells you that it's going to be a little bit of a different experience. This one's going to be a little mm-hmm. sadder than normal. This one's going to be, you're going to have to, you're going to have to make a can, of, a, a can of tissues to this one. Yeah. Boy, yeah. is it going to get emotional. Yeah. You know, and they're going to do other kind of edgy humor too. Well, they'll talk about like uh famed Superman actor, Christopher Reeve and sort of his, um, untimely death. Be- his untimely death and his story, and it's sort of played for for a and laugh. The way that it, the way just, that it ultimately is cosmically funny, right, right. And yeah. so the way they play that as a laugh, just boy, has you howling. <laughs> um, I just just even thinking about it. Yeah, I'm laughing again. Chum, a um, chuckle monster. Um, so there's there's a couple like main narrative threads that we are following. Uh, this yes. this first episode again, kind of boldly, uh, takes us through. Basically, an entire year of year uh, in the life of, of this their normal American family. Yes, yeah, so normal. Their house, the square footage of it is is uh, just what you would expect in the in the high, you know, ten thousand, twenty thousand range. Yeah, from a man who owns a crab shack. This is the same creek that I imagine Dawson and his friends hang out mm. on. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, mainly, mainly we're following uh, sort of the husband and wife drama as we deal with the cancer and then it goes into remission and then it does come back. Uh, and we're also following the eldest daughter, Luli, and her uh, romantic pursuit of a person she met in a cancer support group. 
Also not white. Yes, yes. Look, you know, and I always say this, but like diversity is great. But what is even better about diversity is when all of it is in service to a white dad. You know, when all of it is in service and when everyone gives up their lives to show how much they love and support this this older white man. I Um, believe every single one of these other characters would have would have committed harikari for their dad in a minute if they could have. Mm hmm. Mm. And it just it's so touching to see how much they care and how much of their lives, um, you know, and how perfect this family Revolve is. Revolve right? around, around the sweet, white, gentle man. Right. Yeah. And so he really is their world. And um, it's it, it makes sense that they would put off or not really have anything going on with their lives um, other than just caring for their for their incredible angel father. So I don't want to bury the lead any longer. We do need to talk about the formation of the of the council, the titular council of dads, uh, because I think I think it, it, it comes in a really fun and, and believable moment where Scott is sort of contemplating his own mortality and the fact that he might die. And his wife doesn't really want to listen to this. And she thinks he's in remission. But his idea is to not sort of name a godfather or godparent the way that you normally would. His idea is to, in fact, sort of have three. He wants three. Because if you really think about it... We've established that this is a father uh, uh, of whom no single person could really live up to those shoes. He's he's so incredible. He wears three people's shoes. Right. You need you need three people to fill the shoes. And yeah. so they have this discussion and he calls it a council of dads. Like he's sort of been formulating oh, we get this to idea the name for a of the show. I get it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and if it's if it's not clear, we're the council of council of dads. So that's yeah. that's us. That's the three of us. Um, Talking about the show, the council of dads. But within the show, the council of dads, there is also a council of dads who is yes. an, who yes. make a, who form an interesting, you know, Try tripart uh, substitute father in the wake of the angelic white man who has uh, left us a little early. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I think it's fun. And in the wake of well, the wake, that's funny. I should be a writer. In the wake of his <laughs> death, you could. Uh, be. I could. <laughs> that actually reminds me. There's a break waiting for me out in New York that I, I just need to go and grab it. Um, and Is it writing for Council of Death. <laughs> <laughs> But there's there's a great moment uh, where they all they show up for the funeral and they open the door and Robin is there and she says like, oh, thank God you're here. And she says, the baby needs feeding. Mom's driving me crazy. And Charlotte thinks she doesn't want to go to the funeral. And I just was thinking, God, what serendipitous, beautiful thing, a thing it is that. There's three dads and three problems. Three problems, you know? yeah. Three problems to solve for three dads. It's just like, like, what are the odds on that? Yeah. Well, and you know what's was also amazing about this concept is just that, like, that uh, it's so kind. It's such a gift to uh, be given um, a task that you put your whole life on hold for. You know, mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. have to ask three other guys to sort of give everything up that they're currently doing and sort of just be there and to tell because them the, to do that. I think they, they kind of get into it because the cancer took a year from his life, from his great life, which was worth at least three dads that the three right. of them can sacrifice uh, a year. What's uh, the least uh, they can do? What's the yeah. least they can do? Sort of balance cosmically. Yeah. yeah. And it's important that they didn't choose to do this, you know. That, that they were told explicitly by this guy to come in and give a year of their lives to be dads. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, I just think it's important that he gets what he wants because he is an angel and a perfect dad. I loved there's a line that Scott says when he's when he's uh, he's talking to his wife about the council. And, he, you know, he's been giving all this sort of overwrought advice to his kids sort of aggressively. But he says, I know, I know, you know, I know you're right. I can't shove my lessons down the kids throats. And then he pauses and he says, but what if I got other guys to shove my lessons down the kids throats? I love the delicacy of this language and really just sort of how well it holds up um, mm-hmm. and how well uh, you can just interpret all of that language. Um, it's very inspirational. I actually have written written a lot of those lines down uh, next to my favorite mm-hmm. Bible verses um, and when I you know need inspiration. Mm. Just remember Scott. Remember him. I remember Scott. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a guy to just have no faults is pretty amazing. Uh, there's there's only one thing that we haven't really discussed, and that's uh, that's sort of the the interesting nature of of JJ and the contra- confrontation with the grandma near the end. Yeah. So uh, to set up, though, um, there was the funeral that happens, and there's also a wedding that happens very quickly after. Mm, um, yes. Because where death Lily... makes us feel a, the most alive. Remember? Yeah, remember, yeah. remember how the other? So this show does a great does a great dance between show and tell where a lot of things that most shows might decide like this is worth seeing visually happens totally off screen in uh, in council of dads so mm-hmm. uh, very bold choice uh, so him and his wife scott and his wife have uh, a ton by their by their description of life affirming sex after he gets uh you know uh an oogie boogie in his leg bone and um <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> and that results in their child, Hope, in the in the child, Hope, like Hope Summers from X-Men, which I don't talk about anymore because I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> we don't do that here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they choose to show, um, you know, they skip over a lot of things like um, getting, you know, like a proposal or, you know, they cut right to Luli getting married three months after to the their good father's stuff. death. The very best moments is what we get to see yeah, in the show. Yeah, we kind of get a slideshow, mm-hmm. which in a lot of shows would be, again, would be a whole season, um, would be yeah. or at least several, several episodes of content. And it's nice that they sort of eliminate all those possible dramatic moments by kind of just jumping right to them and showing well, them for five I, minutes. I just really appreciated not even having to see Scott and his death on screen, you know? No. Just not even having that as a part of the show, you know, really allowed me to kind of distance myself from the reality of it and sort of Mm -hmm. uh, let him sort of live in my memory as the perfect man that he always was. Right. And it's letting you get used to a show without him because we spent the whole episode with him sort of as our guiding star, as our main character. Um, expect so that all really... of those expect that all of those big moments you're used to seeing on traditional TV to be completely just skipped over and get right to the good stuff. Right to those moments where you're just hanging out eating pancakes. And you know, it or... even makes me wonder what's even in the rest of the show. Uh, oh, I, I can't wait to find out. I can't wait to find out. I love not knowing. Um, uh, but one thing that we didn't see coming, um, and you you mentioned this before, but uh, so the the youngest... Um, before Hope, of course, the youngest mm. uh, son, JJ, um, is revealed to be uh, transgender. And uh, they do that. Um, you so might have thought there were going to be two cisgendered white boys on this show and you would have been super mistaken. Right. Yeah. Super mistaken. Yeah. It just 
to really add to this incredible patchwork of a family that this that this straight white guy has sort of, uh, you know, cultivated all, like a cultivated. Gardener. Yeah, exactly. And um, it is it is certainly nice to see some representation there. But there is another bit of uh, representation that I don't often see, which is of of boomers and their opinions that are important. Mm, yeah, mm, you know, so maybe true. just as important. Yeah, just as to... important. I think um, is that we get that we get this this old uh, woman who really does not really does not believe in JJ's identity, and you know, it is it is worth saying. It's nice to have trans characters on TV, and it's also nice to have uh, uh, mad boomers on on TV. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. it's sort of sort of. Making sure that the counterpoint is heard. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It takes a left wing and a right wing to make the bird fly. <laughs> yeah. And 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 sort of sort of skulking right down the middle is to make is... the eagle soar. <laughs> yeah. So I think that mostly covers what we see in episode one. We're sort of left on this on this exciting cliffhanger that feels it it honestly doesn't feel like a cliffhanger, which is nice because I hate those. They make me just, you know, wonder all week what's gonna happen and I can't get my work done. Right. Uh, That's it's really just nice. too much stress, too much blood it, pressure. I'm taking Lipitor now for my over 30 lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> well, well you know, I, I, I like, think it's interesting that we f- it feels like we really got a complete product and there's nothing left. Yeah. Yeah. I like getting a 41 minute short movie about a family and, and their struggles. And but none of the scary struggles, just the like normal day to day struggles. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's yeah. so interesting about this show is that like they really skip over the really intense parts and just give you just a taste of what it's like to deal with diversity. You know, it's just important to see how everyone sort of gives up their life for this man. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's the most stunning is just to see, to see a teenager who has chosen to not live his own life and to just really um, center all of his emotions and anger on you know, no, you know, we don't know if he's got a girlfriend. We don't know if he uh, actually struggles in school or if he actually um, no, his has life's friends not or important not. When compared no. to the, when compared to Scott, when compared Scott, to his dad, who's the, not going to be in the show. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, of all the things, like I, I, I can imagine, you know, those those naysayers who are going to watch this show and go, well, well, but what is Luli right? Like, what kind of things does she do? What's she interested in? Doesn't oh, matter. She's great it, at it. It doesn't matter. She's really good. Oh, what's JJ? Does JJ go to? Does JJ have friends? We never see any JJ. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He loves his dad. It doesn't Charlotte, matter. Charlotte. Just Charlotte. Like, what's Charlotte's friend? What What's their relationship? She's got a like? book what? and a piano. What more can you ask? It doesn't matter. Her Her dad calls her Shar Shar, and uh, that shows they have a fun and sporty relationship. Yeah, and I just, I just, you know. I, th- I think that people ask too much of our media these days. And I, I just I feel like I got just enough to make me feel OK. And and I think what's interesting is that now that the dad is gone and the Council of Dads is filling in, I really council hope of dads spend, has stepped up. I really hope that we spend more time with the council than with the family, because I worry that the family would not be able to hold my interest. It's true. Uh, it's something we, we, we've sort of danced around at this yeah. point where like, um, Men are in this show outnumbered. I think it would be good for the format to continue following the lives of men. For me, it would help me kind of interface mm-hmm. with the show a little bit. Well, the yeah, show's yeah, not yeah, yeah. called uh, Family with a Council of Dads. Exactly. <laughs> it's I really called Council see the, of I w- Dads. I would love to see the pers- like the the family struggles from the perspective of outside of a men. man. Yeah. yeah, I want to know what a man is feeling at all mm-hmm. times. 
Yeah, so I'm really I'm really excited. Uh, I mean, just the scene of them at the wedding walking down the aisle with Luli one by one passing from dad to dad as she goes down the aisle. Uh-huh, that just, yeah. oh God, that, that well, just made me so excited. And it's so fun that they took all of the sparklers and decor idea from uh, from Pinterest and Instagram, and it looks just mm-hmm. so grammable, like so hashtag grammable. Oh, did you guys notice it was sort of a blink or blink or you miss it moment at the end? Did you notice that when the camera panned up that their bodies, the shape that they were standing in? Did you see this? It spelled the word love. It spelled the word love. That's incredible. Which I think is a, I think symbolic, I guess, or maybe a metaphor. I've never maybe. been great at these, but um, it somehow, I think, was supposed to give tribute to to Scott. The, yeah. the white man who has who yeah. left the show a little prematurely. Yeah. Who's left a vacuum. Maybe they loved him. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay, so you guys, we... We are an a we've had such a uh, such a transformative time with this this one hour drama. Uh, no more of these twenty minute BS children's cartoons. We want mm-hmm. one hour dramas, and and this has been such a delight to have to have spent the last few hours with. I get to watch it, which was a treat in and of itself. But I get to spend the next several hours, you know, discussing it and editing it and and turning it into this into this into this pearl. This uh, labor I, of I, love. I, this labor, labor of love. Of love. I, I, I couldn't be more overjoyed to spend the rest of our podcast life discussing mm. Council of Dads. Yeah, when we get to season nine or ten, Grey's oh, Anatomy man. is still going. I don't think it's ever going off. This show's never going off the air. Well, yeah. I believe they had the good sense. to. They, they've told a compelling story in an hour. I believe they will end it. Uh, but I don't believe that they won't. End it prematurely. They're going to really figure out a way to milk it for six, yeah. seven, eight years, I think. Yeah. And I don't see any way that this show could be canceled. Um, and there's no. such a great confidence in it that they have uh, actually delayed the rest of the season uh, for a month. So they put out this pilot. And now we are not getting next episodes for like a whole month, basically. You get to really like, chew on this one. Rewatch yeah, it every week so you yeah. know what's going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I yeah. guess I guess our plan our plan right now uh, is well for you we suggest that once a week on Thursday night when I believe they're going to start airing they're going to be on Thursday nights so I think once a week on Thursday night you should watch episode one of Council of Dads again and then listen to this podcast episode again because I think you're going to learn new things you're going to get new stuff from our discussion you're going to get a lot of it and that being said we won't be putting out new content for the next few weeks. So we have a backlog of a few Saturday morning, Tuesdays episodes, and we're going to keep airing those out until such time as Council of Dads is back on the air. Right. Uh, yeah. And then it's full time, baby. Yeah. And then we are 100 percent pivoting fully into Council of Council of Dads, a Council of Dads fan cast. So uh, I, I'm just ha- so happy you're all here along with us on the ride. Yeah, me too. Um, I think. And it's time that we we say what we're going to say to end it. And that's um, the council uh, is the council is adjourned. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no.